Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Helps if I turn down the music, doesn't it? So uh, can... Oh, maybe. I do that all the time. Forget it's to it's turn like down one thing to have the mics like on, the and then it's another thing to remember to, to turn the music down. I like the music. It's, <laughs> it's fun, fun music. It's uh, exciting. We are continuing our series. I almost said it again. Our sermon series. It's not a sermon series. It's no. a series on listening to sermons. You should just say it the next time, and then it'll be. <laughs> We're continuing our sermon series. <laughs> Everyone will wake up when I say that. We're continuing our sermon series uh, with Pastor Philip Hoppy. He's pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota. St. Paul Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota, and uh, one of the guys behind Living Planted, a great resource for helping you and your family be in the Word at home uh, for family devotions and, and studying God's Word together at home as a family. And we are continuing our conversation. Conversations on listening to a sermon. What do you, how do you listen to a sermon? How do you prepare for listening to a sermon? What can you do for your pastor? All those things. Today, I'm going to focus in on what to listen for and what does a pastor do to prepare for a sermon? Pastor Hoppy, thanks so much for joining us again in our series here on the Coffee Hour. Certainly glad to be with you. So, what goes into uh, a sermon? What should I listen for? Um, or, well, let's start with what I should or shouldn't be doing during the sermon. I think in one of the one of the segments in the series, you mentioned, um, you know, it depends on who we're sitting with um, and the responsibilities we have with those with whom we are sitting. And I think you might have been perhaps pointing out that some of us are sitting with little uh, squirmy ones and uh, that my poor wife has to sit with me and I'm squirmy during the sermon. Or no, you know, here's the, the fun one. I close my eyes during the sermon so that I can focus on what's being said. And she thinks that I'm sleeping. I'm not so you sleeping. Get, you get the elbow? Not, not not an elbow, but she's kind of. I can oh, hear. I, give an elbow. <laughs> I can hear her chuckle a little bit because she thinks I'm sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I'm f- closing my eyes so I can focus. So, what should or shouldn't I do or expect during the sermon? Is it okay to close my eyes so I can focus? I think is really what I'm getting at here. Uh, no. What, what should or shouldn't I do during the sermon? Are you saying you need a note from the pastor for your wife? I think is that what you're does. saying? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, again, uh, as we talked about uh, previously in this series, that task of just listening to a sermon is is one that practically is hard uh, to do, and that can be affected, yeah, by who's uh, around us. Um, you know, I always like talking about, you know, uh, being in the pew uh, because I'm sitting up front by myself while my <laughs> wife wrangles our six kids. So, you know, it's uh, I've got it maybe a little easier. But, but indeed... Um, you know, when we're listening, that can affect us. Just our overall culture of how we receive uh, information. You know, we like to talk about how kids can't focus on anything. And, you know, then three minutes later, we can't remember what we were talking about either, right? Or maybe maybe one and a half minutes. Uh, so there's all sorts of things that go um, into that just listening and trying to focus and uh, one of the things is to kind of just pay attention to what we're doing and to kind of even just tell ourselves when we sense that we'd be drifting off a little bit right is to come back and say okay back here right Uh, let's uh, uh, chime in or you know put our ears back on what's going uh, on up uh, in the front but um, you know you know, with what we're kind of to expect during this sermon, well, I think we should expect, again, that, that the words are for us, uh, that they're not uh, just words that might apply to someone else out there who's doing really bad stuff. This right? is a really good uh, sermon for my neighbor. He really needs to hear <laughs> exactly. this one. 
Exactly. Is that what you're so saying? So we should, yeah, right, yeah. That's that's exactly what every pastor hopes he'll hear, right? You know, when he comes out is that, yeah, can you give me a printout of that sermon? I want to give it to somebody else, you know? They really need to uh, hear it. Oh, boy. It's it's great yeah, when you're right. the one on the receiving end of that, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, here's a sermon for you, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. But just thinking that, right, this this word is meant for me. And so, again, I should allow this word to search my life um, and uh, be willing to let it uh, expose my sins, right? Because I, I know in Christ that that's important because that does uh, lead me back uh, to him. Um, but then again, right, you also should expect uh, as you're listening to hear comfort that is going to be precisely for you and your sins as well about Jesus and and what he's done. Uh, you know, as far as what you you shouldn't do, right, I suppose, <laughs> yeah, anything that, you know, uh, could lead to more distraction, right, uh, you know, don't uh, get out the phone and go through your news feed on, you know, Google or wherever you're doing that, right? Uh, don't do things like that. Uh, don't focus on what other people are doing in their pews, all, all sorts of things. And I think maybe one of the other in general things is don't expect certain things from every sermon. I mean, even down to the length of a sermon. And I think all of us pastors struggle with this, that we too can get it stuck in a rut. And when we're writing our sermons, we decide it's got to be about this many words, so it'll be about this long. And the longer I go, the more I find, you know, there are some uh, words of God that can be communicated in 10 minutes and others that are going to take, you know, 16 minutes. And that's okay. So if we can you know, not expect things like that, or even, boy, you know, uh, other pastors I've heard always have a catchy illustration for each point. You know, it's great if there's a good and valid illustration. That's wonderful. But don't, you know, expect that to be there for everything. Um, and finally, uh, just expect the Word of God to have an effect on you. And again, we talked uh, in previous times, not that that's going to be evident to you right in the moment, but know that God's word is doing its work uh, on you, uh, whether you know it or not. <laughs> Throwing a little a little grace into, into a conversation of do's and don'ts. Uh, what is the grace for parents who are wrangling kids in the pew and maybe only hear 10 words of a sermon? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think absolutely. I mean, to remember that you and your children, right, are in the house of the Lord and you're uh, receiving things even when you don't think you do. I mean, think about in how many settings when someone's teaching teaching, they think that the kids uh, that are there or the adults in the setting uh, are so distracted that they don't learn anything. And yet, later you ask them, and they often surprise you that they have had more sink in than they think. And I think, uh, you know, that's that's true for us as well. And, and lastly, remember that when you're wrangling your kids, especially if you're doing it in order to try to get them ultimately to hear and listen to the word, uh, that's a good and God-pleasing work, right? That he is, he's delighted you're doing, that you're teaching those little ones what it means to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, and so, uh, and again, if it's just absolutely you did terrible, go to the Lord, confess that, right? And you will be forgiven. And so many, so many pastors uh, podcast their sermons now too. So if it's a really terrible day, you know, a lot of times you can go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I, I, I put that even at the beginning of my audio sermons that, yeah, this is, you know, given for people that might need to hear it a second time, I think is how I say it. And that's kind of the idea there. Yeah. yeah. 
And I mean you specifically. <laughs> you need to hear this sermon a second time. No. <laughs> Exactly. Here's a few names each week. No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so what does a pastor uh, do or consider as he or you uh, prepare for a sermon? Well, I think we maybe uh, can put it in, in three uh, quick ways. One, he considers the word itself, um, right? He actually takes time to study that word, to ponder it, to pray about it. Uh, and as I mentioned, right, uh, sometimes in, in our busy world, this can seem like a task that is sort of the task that can be shortened during the week to accomplish other tasks. Uh, but it's really important that, that attention be given to the word so you actually know what the word is saying uh, so that you can say it. The, the second thing the pastor considers, or at least should consider, is his people uh, and their lives. Uh, you know, often people will come out and, you know, every once in a while and say, Pastor, was that sermon just about me? You know, <laughs> and, and I can tell you, tell you that's not uh, hardly ever the case. But again, the pastor is thinking about all the things that he experiences during the week. And yeah, if he's had a week where there's been a lot of family trouble talked about, uh, I don't think it's going to be uncommon that that might be one of the applications, right, that's going to come forward in the Word. Uh, and also, you know, and this is a hard thing, especially with a group of people when you're not, you know, we're not talking one-on-one -on -one here. Uh, there is this hard thing of being able to uh, try to think through Right with this particular word of God, what do my people need to hear the most? Right is uh, is the law uh, going to do uh, its work probably particularly quickly because this is something we've talked about a lot, uh, or is this something where we need to let the law sink in a little bit because it might uh, you know strike people at first as odd or unusual what's being said? Uh, then right again the same with the gospel. Right, what is there a particular way the gospel can pre be presented this week that'll be of particular comfort to my particular people. And finally, I guess just remembering the basic task of preaching again. As I, we said, I think it was in our first one, right, that the hearers should remember that this is a word of the Lord uh, given to them by one who has sent. The pastor needs to keep that obviously in <laughs> mind, too, that he's not going up there to give his own speech for his own glory, right? He's going up there to deliver the word of God to the people entrusted to his care. So the hearer of the the word to hear of the the preacher uh should keep in mind should remember that um that this is god's word that's being preached uh, anything else that the scriptures or maybe uh, the catechisms the, the confessions teach us that the uh, the hearers uh should do or the the relationship between the hearer and the preacher yeah, well, in particular in the section of the Catechism called the Table of Duties, which mm -hmm. kind of lays out some of these relationships, right? Husband, wife, uh, government citizens, and pastor and people. Uh, we are uh, reminded there of what right the hearers of the word owe to their pastors. But um, one of the verses uh, that I think is just you know critical here is Luke. 10:16, where he just he's talking to the apostles and he says right the one who hears you speaking of the apostles uh hears me and the one who rejects you rejects me uh and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me and so again 
Um, this is important to remember that this is how God has chosen to get his word into our ears, right? By sending his son, who then sent the apostles, uh, who then sent uh, all the way down uh, to us, right? Uh, sent uh, pastors into churches to preach this word. And so that we remember that the pastor's word uh, is not ultimately his word. And quite frankly, right, if the pastor's word is only his word, that's a problem for the pastor uh, <laughs> to deal with that on his own. Uh, but that we, we need to remember that when we're listening, uh, this is indeed God's word uh, that is coming to us through the one he has sent to us. Uh, do we have a, one minute left? or we can, we can pack it in. We got like 30 seconds, okay. one minute. Okay. One other thing I would just uh, say is that, you know, Jesus' simple words, he says, right, come to me all who are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? And I think the hearer should always remember that, that the call to listen to a sermon is not meant to be another burden, uh, but it's meant to be a time of rest. It is to be a time of Sabbath where God uh, takes us into his care and comfort. Mm, the, the third commandment, even though it's a commandment, reminds yeah. us that, that, that there, in it's the word gift. we are, yeah, it's a gift we're, mm-hmm. we're given. Pastor Philip Hoppe, Peace Lutheran Church, Finlayson, Minnesota, St. Paul Lutheran Church, Bruno, Minnesota, and check out livingplanted.com. Uh, we'll continue the series next week. Thanks so much, Pastor Hoppe. Thank you. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.